You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys, and welcome to Podcast BXN episode 198. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on a platform. And I'm joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner, at Roro. Hello, hello. I'm I'm on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the host of Large Popcorn and Video Essayist, Christian Macias, at ISO Christian. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm also on Twitter. Um... Debating when I should drop a little teaser. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but hmm. it's happening. Keep an, eye out. keep an eye out. It's happening. Keep an eye out for the teaser. Also, keep an eye out for the DMZ daddy, the Tarkov Teletubby himself, Gage Dempster at Gilbo Biggins. Going on. There's a. That's a duck. What happened? What? Somebody's somebody's pressing duck buttons in the chat. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys not seeing these emojis pop up? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no. I sound insane right now. You sound like me in the pre-show. I know with uh, the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash at Podcast PXN and Twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is our most anticipated remaining 2023 video games still to come. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So let's go ahead and jump right in but before we get to the quick bites we have news (laughs) of our own in the housekeeping section and our news is as follows we posted this earlier today to our fans we have made the very difficult decision to delay podcast pxn episode 200's live in-person show to episode 250 in 2024 We understand this may be disappointing to some, but we promise it's going to make for a better show as a result. We plan on still having a good show for episode 200 and hope that you all can join us for that. Thank you guys for all of your support over the years. Podcast PXN crew. That's a scoop right there. Delayed. Everything's delayed right now. You know, everything keeps getting delayed. (laughs) So it's, it's like our own video game delay announcement. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I, I'm bummed that we didn't get to uh, have this happen for us. We had a lot of ideas for episode 200, the shenanigans that we were going to put ourselves through. But I think, yeah, I think postponing for a year and out, we'll have a, you know, more stuff planned and, and better prep time for, for us to deliver something unique. Heck yeah. And. If you are planning to get your like your travel documents sorted out, like things are expiring soon and you think that like a year or I mean, not I didn't do it a year. That's my point. I should do it a year in advance. Like if you think six months is enough time, no. If you think three months is enough time, no. A year, maybe two to get those sorted out. That's the lesson I learned. (laughs) Yeah. Canada dropped the ball, eh? (laughs) Yes, Canada. Goddamn Canada. 
God damn it, Canada. Why do you like this? Blame Canada. Blame Canada. All right, moving into those quick bites now. We've got some interesting new details slash stats that have come uh, come out for Xbox and PC from the ID at Xbox Brazil presentation. Uh, I thought these were interesting because it includes hardware sales numbers that we've literally never gotten from Microsoft. So uh, kind of interesting. 21 million plus Xbox Series S and X consoles have been sold i guess i don't know if this is sold or if this is actually uh just selling uh but 21 million plus combined xbox series s and x and xbox one is at 79 million so that means xbox one's about 58 million by itself uh 15.6 million monthly active xbox app users which is the pc app i'm assuming uh, 248.6 million active Windows gaming PCs. Does that include Farmville? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Perhaps. But interesting stats nonetheless. 21 million, I think, still puts it at, at third place, right? Uh, yeah. But it's still like, they still are pretty good numbers. Like, there's, you know, we went through COVID. There was also supply shortages, and 21 million is still a pretty, uh, pretty high number. If all things considered. For sure. Yeah. Moving on from there. The Division 2 put out a little note uh, the other day. It says, a message from the Division 2 team. Agents, we want to ma- take a moment to address an important matter concerning the Descent game mode. We are aware that certain players have been exploiting a bug in the game that allowed players to join another player already in Descent through the Ubisoft Connect interface and gain unfair amounts of XP and SHD levels. We take these issues very seriously and are committed to maintaining a fair and enjoyable gaming environment for all players. We have thoroughly investigated the situation and identified individuals who have systematically used the exploits. As a result, we will be imposing appropriate sanctions on the players involved in accordance with our policies. First-time offenders who have exploited this feature will receive a two-week suspension starting immediately and will be unable to play Tom Clancy's The Division 2 during this time. Furthermore, sanctioned players' accounts will be flagged and any further offense will result in an increased suspension duration. Multiple offenses will result in a permanent suspension. What? What? This is insane. I hate when video game developers do this, where it's like Rockstar famously did this when GTA Online first came out, when people were exploiting the game to get like absurd amounts of money. The threats they were like tossing around made it sound like this was like IRS and like actual money. Like it's just a video game. If people are like, you shipped the software. If there's a loophole in the software that you haven't figured out yet, and people take advantage of it, that's on you to fix it. And yes. that's it. It's, it's, it's oh i left the gate open now the gate's closed it's not okay anyone who passed through here in the last three to six months you get two weeks suspension starting now this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous that's crazy. How, how upset would you be as a player you know like first of all you should be happy people are even playing the division right. that's two. what i was gonna say like, <laughs> like why do you bring people from the game like now you have to ban half your player base yeah yeah <laughs> or suspend them but that's so yeah, weird suspend them, yeah that's crazy 
I, I, I like I think about what Bungie did sometimes where like there's bugs in the game. The, the most famous one that I'm thinking of is uh, like a specific weapon was just crazy overpowered. And of course, everybody was using it in PvP. And when that bug was there, they left it in for a while, but obviously they removed the weapon, suspended it, and made sure nobody could use it. Obviously, they didn't penalize the players, but the people who used the weapon during that time, they got like a cool little emblem for like being part of this crazy shenanigans that happened during... It was their fault, so like may as well yeah. reward the players for like at least playing your game while it's broken. Like right. <laughs> at least they're playing the broken mm. game. Like that's so that's so weird. Crazy. Now, Kirik Kirik says, first of all, I wouldn't have cheated, banned the shit out of them. Kirik, I feel like that's a different situation though, because it's not like they're cheating, they're just exploiting oh. a bug in the game. And like that's different than yeah. like modding the game or you know, exploiting yep. the game. Now even to Rose point that he's talking about a specific weapon that's like like overpowered. I'm pretty sure in this case with the division, it's just an exploit that results in like super fast leveling for your character. So it's almost as if like it's almost as if Bungie was throwing out bans for anyone who ever used the loot cave exploit when that was a thing. Right. Way yeah. Back oh, in the yeah. Right. That's all it was like where it's like, I'm oh, sorry, that. if your account was near these loot caves yes. for a lo- too long of a period of time, sorry, your bans, you're, you're suspended starting today. It's like, that's well, no, sorry. Yeah. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And that's not how you keep your, your loyal fans either. Like, if exactly. You're still, if exactly. you're still playing the division well, too right now, then. And to Rose's point, I'm pretty sure Bungie poked fun at themselves with the loot cave from then on forward. Yeah, right? like they, they had, referenced they it had so many times. Or name cards there's, or something like that, right? Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's an entire dungeon built around the loot cave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Indeed. All right, moving on to the most important news here. Just Cause Mobile has been canceled. We're all sad. (laughs) Thank God. No, I'm kind of relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I remember this. This got a this. Did this ever get gameplay? I remember the trailer looking at this image here. But I don't know. I guess none of us would really know that. (laughs) I don't think they probably didn't know that themselves either. Like, I love Just Cause 2 back on the 360, but I tried to download the fourth one, and, like, I can barely play that game on a controller, and I'm just trying to think of all the controls Mm. on a 7-inch iPhone. (laughs) I don't... I never saw... I never thought this was gonna go particularly well, so I'm kind of relieved. Just buy one of those little controller adapter things. (sighs) (laughs) You know? I guess that's fair. Maybe, I don't know. Anyways, moving on to the real most important news. Banjo-Kazooie doesn't seem to have a future, if you believe a former developer on the series. Uh, I, mm, I don't... I don't necessarily think that he's r- wrong. I mean, I think we could see another game. However, I think his reasoning doesn't make any sense. Uh, Speaking to VGC, Banjo-Kazooie composer Grant Kirkhope gave the impression he thinks the game is part of a bygone era, both in terms of the development team and player base. I feel like you'd have to get a team with the humor that we had back then, and that's hard to replicate, he said. (laughs) I think Rare would be open to somebody if they found the right team, but I don't feel like that team exists. Also, I'm not convinced the audience is there either. The audience bit, maybe. I can maybe see an argument for that, but even then, it seems like a stretch because there's still a ton of Nintendo IP still popular. But the part about him saying that the 
the humor back then is hard to replicate. <laughs> There's so many teams I could think of. Like Double Fine is a first party studio. That would be a great t- team to make a right. Banjo Kazooie game. Like, I just I love the it, idea that this man thinks his humor is like some rare Encino man trapped from like this old age. They got to wake it up <laughs> at a cryo freeze. That humor back then, you just can't replicate it today. I'm and sorry. Like, was it, I think... was it just like Oonga Boonga? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I'm sorry. Like, uh, when I think of Banjo-Kazooie, I don't think about the, the, its humor at all. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I don't remember any of that. Um, my, my first take is like, just let it go. You know? Do we need another one of these? No. Do we need another Jack and Daxter game? We, of course we don't. You know? It's fine. Things just stay in the past. Let's let it go. However, I say this. I say this. Uh, but the, the ukulele had a second game. Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. And they took their banjo kazooie uh, like uh, inspiration, and they flipped it to more of a Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze style game. Mm. Uh, and I heard nothing but like like it has a nine on Steam and eight point seven on IGN, nine on Nintendo Live. Uh, one of like the most like popular like platforming games, like, truly an inspired piece of work. So there are ways to bring back banjo kazooie and not make it, you know, redundant of the of the quote unquote bygone era. Just do something right. fresh, and people will probably flock to it if it's an inspired idea. I don't know if Ration and Clank ever left, but I feel like that's a good example when it, mm. they re, re, restarted it for PS4, and now with PS5, like stuff can be yeah. done. Yeah, sure. To, to make it more palatable, palatable for the modern uh, gamer, I guess. Yeah, that's a great example because I didn't play Ratchet before the PS4 version, and I right. love that. Yeah. Game. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Gamescom this year is coming and Xbox and Bethesda has announced that they will be on the show floor for Gamescom 2023. More details soon to come. August 23rd through the 27th, so the week before Starfield release. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I guess I guess we'll finally see some stage of K3. It's exciting. <laughs> yes, definitely be here. <laughs> I guess you'll eventually be right if you keep saying that. Yeah, someday. Someday uh-huh. we will also see Persona 3 Reload eliminate the most uh, frustrating feature from the original game. Of course, I don't really know the original game, but anyways, in Persona 3 Reload, the broken system has been removed, which this broken system is some kind of social link that are the connection between the protagonist with fellow party members where hanging out in the social simulator side of persona powers up their abilities in the dungeon crawling part much like real life saying something horrible to a friend hanging out with someone else after making plans or ignoring them for weeks on end would result in a falling out and the social link would reverse or eventually break as a result okay cool <laughs> good. That's I'm glad to get rid of frustrating features. That's good. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think we have it in the show. I don't remember when Tokyo Game Show is September. Tokyo Game Show is in September. Yes. They announced that recently. But I just wanted to mention that because you mentioned the Gamescom thing oh. that Xbox is supposed to be there as well alongside and PlayStation. Yeah. Don't use those TGS people. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the, the big one, I guess, would be Microsoft and Nintendo. And Nintendo, it doesn't always show up, these things. But it's cool. I'm excited for that. Especially with the... Oh! <laughs> nice. 
perfect. Oh, I think I saw the uh, an emoji like you were saying, Gage. I don't know. I don't know what that was though. <laughs> I think I'm starting to hear it. I don't know. It's like very faint though. <laughs> you guys are trying to gaslight me. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> uh, we we've had that plan. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Very beautiful, like the last quick bite here. Friday the 13th, the game will soon have all accounts maxed out and every unlockable granted before the game is delisted. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, I'm being legit. I'm being legit. Like the game is going to be sunset, you know, like yeah. some final hurrahs. That's kind of that's kind of nice. Hell yeah. I never, I never cared for these asynchronous games, to be honest. That like, Dead by Daylight's all right, you know, but like, uh, do some more interesting stuff. I don't, why am I hating on this game? I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> it will be made for all players on Thursday, July sixth, uh, and you'll get thirty legendary perks awarded to all. All players become level one fifty. All kills unlocked. All challenge skulls unlocked. No XP CP earned. No matchmaking functionality will be lost. So, very cool. Uh, I actually really very much enjoyed this game when it first came out, um, even though, well, the first couple months it was very rough. It did not work for a while, but once they got it working, it, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun, um, this one in particular. And actually, I enjoyed this more than Dead by, Dead by Daylight. So, interesting. Yeah. Moving on to our street meets that we can run on over. EA Sports FC's release date has been leaked. And this is high quality quick or not quick bites uh, street meets. Uh, and it is supposedly launching September 29th, 2023. We're not going to go too crazy into that story because nobody cares. No. Uh, I think the rumor also, by the way, is that the new COD is supposed to be uh, revealed pretty soon. I think in the next month or so. Um, and we might have some news on that here in the news of the week. We might have a little bit there. Yeah, if you oh, just shit. wait your turn, Christian, we might have that coming up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, <laughs> no, I can't not, read. Not that specifically, <laughs> so thank you for that additional insight. We always appreciate it. But we also appreciate that Assassin's Creed, well, some of us do. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, this is number four, of course, is in the yeah. early stages of development. The remake, of course, not the game that already came out in 2013, whenever that came out. Uh, so, yeah, maybe a remake is on the way. I know you guys, or at least you and Ro, maybe were uh, not so hot on this, but I'm actually, yeah, I could, I could enjoy it. Don't you know? don't give this don't give Ubisoft your money, dude. Like it's so clearly a cash grab. You're gonna you're gonna what buy it put, to play it for three hours and then never play it again. Do not reward that kind of behavior, man. I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't well, do it. I'm sure you liked it. Let it be in the past. Move on. Do not do reward it. this behavior. Don't do it. I, but there's, I gotta push back a <laughs> are little you bit. Play, are you gonna beat it? Push back. I gotta push, push back, back a little bit on yeah. that because there's but, games. Are you gonna beat it? There's games, wait a minute, there's games that people love the hell out of that pe people remake, like The Last of Us, for instance. Pe they That's remade right, The Last of Us, which came out, Christian, the same year as Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I did, and I did buy the TV remake. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, He's got you I'll there. Give you I'll give you that one. Yeah, you got, yeah. You've I, activated I his one. trap card. <laughs> I'm not trying to trap him, but I mean, it's a fair question. I mean, I, I don't think that games should be remastered or remade like 
immediate in the immediate future. I think 10 years is probably on the cusp of that. So like I agree with you, it's probably right on the cusp of being too soon. But like I don't think it's completely unreasonable due to the what the rest of the industry is doing. I want to jump in here because I feel like there's a I, at first I agree with you, Dan, but then I was thinking about it. I'm like, no, my radar is going off too with this. I think it's because of which game they've decided to just arbitrarily remaster also happens to be the one that shares the most mechanics with their super troubled Skull and Bones game right now. So for me, it's like, okay, is this Skull and Bones thing not working out at all? Which clear, like at this point is almost <laughs> guaranteed. I feel like it's not crazy to say. Yeah. So are they thinking to themselves, well, we could probably use a lot of these assets and let's just turn it into, oh, let's do Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Let's remake that one. It's not the first one. It's not the second one. It's not the third one with a new character. It's the fourth one. Let's, now, let's remake that one. To be fair, also, and again, I'm not disagreeing with you completely, but Assassin's Creed 1 essentially is being remade with Mirage because it's using the same no, setting. No, it's not. No, no, it's, it's not. not the same no, thing. It's not. That's not the same thing. I personally, I, I see what you mean. Like gameplay, like th that's like saying Dying Light is Dead Island three. Like in a way, I see what you're saying, no, but it's I, not enough. I don't think to make that argument because it's I Mirage. It's Assassin's Creed Mirage. It is a different story that takes place probably concurrently with that first one. I hear you, but I don't personally. I don't see it that way. If you're in the same world, the same setting, that's the the biggest allure to the assassin's creed games for me is the setting so like if you're going back to the setting of the first game if assassin's creed mirage comes out am i going to get excited about assassin's creed one remake not really because the thing that excites me the most about assassin's creed games are the setting like i love all the different settings that they come up with that's what i think personally and second what? See, it, the, you don't what? care about Ezio. It's like, nah, f fucking Italy, baby. I, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't care about. I love Ezio. I didn't say I didn't care. No, but the, the, if if somebody was like, we're making Assassin's Creed two, and it takes place in Italy, and nothing yes. else is the same, you'd be like, that's they're not really remaking the second game. What? Because it's we're more than just the setting. Logic. No. It's more than just it's more than just the setting. It's the narrative and the characters that makes the first game right. I mean, like, it's not. I'm explaining why I am personally more excited for this than I would be for an Assassin's Creed one remake that is in the same setting as Assassin's Creed Mirage that is about to come out. That's what my logic is. And yes, over the entire franchise as a whole, the setting is my favorite part. Ezio is absolutely my favorite character. But have they nailed character in every single Assassin's Creed game? Absolutely fucking not. There's a lot of the main characters that I do not like. Uh, so <laughs> that's what that's what I'm trying to say. And Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations all got uh, remasters already. They were already remastered True. on Xbox One Gen. So that's why I'm saying Assassin's Creed 4 is literally the next game that would be in line. I'm not... I'm not saying that there's not, you know, question marks. I, I, I don't I don't agree with you guys completely, obviously, but I think that what you're saying holds some validity. Yes, I agree. I think it's too, I think it's too much. There there's already too many Assassin's Creed games coming out before, you know, throwing a remake of Black Flag in there, Black Flag in there as well. That might be too much for me. That's to me that to me it's like it's like indicative of just like a, a tired industry, like just returning old old 
tired ground for for the sake well, of making a profit. My my personal quarrel then is is let's call that out for everything. Let's not just point to Assassin's Creed. Let's point to everything. You know, if if the entire industry as a whole is that way, they remake and remaster stuff all the time. Capcom's literally living on remakes, and yes, they're fantastic, but they are remakes still. Mm. True. Yeah, well, okay. that, that brings up the question. Well, see, that we fall into the trap of remake versus remaster. But I, I agree right. with what you're saying with with that, that logic, Christian, with remaster. In, in terms of remake, it's like, well, they are building a whole new product. So even Resident Evil 4 remake isn't the same to me as like a yeah. as like as like Assassin's Creed going from Xbox 360 to Xbox One. That's a remaster. To me, that is part of the problem of just churning out all these things. But if it's a if it's a ground up remake to me, that's like, OK, well, at least this is actually yeah. a brand new product. Right. I'll acquiesce there as well. Yeah, we I haven't even seen the gameplay yet. You know, it's just a rumor. So if it is different, then it's like, yeah, truly. And then there is something substantial to to making it. So, yeah, I'll acquiesce. Yeah. So then I would hate, oh, by the way. If Horizon Zero Dawn remake turns out to be true, I, I, I will I'll do, be doing just the same thing. Absolutely I don't not. Which, that for a second, yeah. Which I'm not in Sony's corner for that. <laughs> which that's far more egregious. Like 2017. Like, all right, that's yeah. Moving into our last street meat item, which is another remaster <laughs> remake topic. Red Dead Redemption remaster flares back up with the mention of two remasters or new versions for 2K coming this year. So is what two games? Is it happening, Gage? Is it finally happening? <laughs> Bro, I don't know, man. They're playing with my heart. But I I set myself up perfectly because my opinions on the Ubisoft and industry debacle as a whole kind of represents my feelings on this. If this turns out to be a remaster and not a remake, I'm gonna be very disappointed because that was the whole thing that amongst fans is that like you already and I'm 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 honestly still shocked they haven't done it. Maybe this is it. My internal guts tell me not to get excited for this and that it's probably just a remaster, but they remade like half of the first game in the second game's engine already, so a lot of fans were kind of hoping that there would be something like that. And um, I remember way back when there was some sort of glitch where if you were playing... I remember because it happened to me, and that's how I found out about it, and I looked it up afterwards, but there is a glitch where if you're walking around as John Marston in the first game's areas... He can trigger a voice line, which is not either him nor Arthur. It sounds like an adult Jack Marston. And he says, like, howdy, partner, or something like that. And, like, Rockstar never explained what that was. But people assume that they're like, oh, maybe they're working on a remake in the second game's engine, which is what we all want. I don't know. I don't think that's what this is. I think this is probably just a port. But I would love to dream. I would love for this to be the pie in the sky. I, I wouldn't go back to RDR1. I think... I, you know, I played it. I had my time with it. I'm good. Uh, that said, a remake of it with the systems of RDR2 would be it would be worth going back to for those for those that are interested for sure. Um, where just just right. a just a port like mm, after experiencing how complex RDR2 is, I don't know if I would want to go to something simpler. Mm. I yeah. I didn't share much thoughts in the the previous discussion where you guys were talking about remake versus remaster. As someone who hasn't played a lot of these classic games remakes are obviously better but i don't mind the remaster stuff like metroid prime 4 came out recently 
or not Prime. Which one, what was the one that Enter came Prime out? Of? Yeah, that one. Like I still haven't great. played it, but I want to. I want to play it. And it's I think the 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 issue that I have with Assassin's Creed is just like I just don't like Assassin's Creed. But if it was a game that I liked, that I missed, that I'm interested in. I have no problem with the remaster thing. Not that anything that you guys are saying were wrong about how the industry is like just guzzling us for money. Like, why aren't these games just available? You don't have to remaster them. Just make sure they're available on the platforms. And I could buy it that way to the cheaper versions. But if they're not going to do that, I don't mind them uh, remastering like the Mass Effect trilogy and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Um, yeah, I I don't mind the remasters and remakes. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. (laughs) Yeah. I should point out too for context that Red Dead Redemption One is probably still my favorite Rockstar game, and John Marston is is my favorite fictional character of all time. So personally, I would love to have an excuse to get lost in that world again. But for everyone, I I mean I know a lot of people are like all about Red Dead Two. So yeah. depending on who you are, may or may not speak to you as much. Yeah. God, RDR Two, man, the epilogue fucking banged. <laughs> Kirk the game's so good. Kirk is mm. apparently John Marston. I don't know what that means. I'm John Marston. Whoa. All right. <laughs> maybe All right. that's a yeah. quote. Or maybe that's one of his quotes. He, John Marston said that he's John Marston once. No. Although I will say, if it's a remaster, like and it brings it to Steam, I think it'll do I think it'll do pretty well because there's a reason why people called Red Dead One at the time of its release like Rockstar's greatest game ever, is because I feel like it to me, like I think the argument still stands for it to be because comparing it to like, especially gameplay mechanics, comparing it to how it plays to not only GTA Four but even GTA Five, like it's definitely a lot less mm. realistic. But like the cover system and how snappy the combat was, like it still holds up a lot better than Rockstar's other games from the same era. So if it was just a PC port, I think it would do well. I don't know if I would get it, and I don't know if, if that would do it for me, but I think they would even make money from that. Something about the shooting, yeah, in Red Dead feels better to me than in GTA games. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we will find out soon enough. Anyways, great transition to the PXN news of the week. Uh, We got a bit more info from the final FTC chatter from last week after closing arguments. Microsoft CFO Amy Hood had some direct testimony uh, that was filed. She says Microsoft never assessed removing COD from PlayStation and that Activision, the Activision deal has to be uh, has to immediately make money, which makes sense. Uh, They want to make money. Xbox has historically had a lower operating margin than Microsoft's other line of business. This is still true today. Microsoft's operating margin is approximately 40%. There's a bunch of redacted info after that. Over time, we are striving to increase Xbox's operating margin to bring it closer to those of Microsoft's other lines of business. With approximately $16.23 billion in revenue in fiscal year 2022, Xbox is also a relatively small line of business within Microsoft, whose annual revenue for fiscal year 2022 was approximately 198.27 billion. Uh, essentially, I mean, she's saying, why the hell would we take this off of the most popular platform that makes a boatload of money when we're trying to make this acquisition to make a bunch more money for our mm-hmm. investors? Um, 
So yeah, essentially interesting info, added info there. Yes. I have no comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> um it's it's uh it's definitely validating to hear that because you start to lose your mind a little bit thinking with everybody debating if it's not common sense that they like I remember people thinking still to this day that they will take it off of PlayStation. And it's like so clearly to me from the get-go, it was like, why would they, that's where they make all of their money. Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. And it's just nice to see, but they're like, yes, of course we're not going to remove it. We never considered it. We need to make money. It's the whole point of spending all this money on this. It's like, yes, that makes, okay, cool. We're all on the same page. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, man. And as Christian alluded to earlier, We've got a little COD news. Uh, the judge in the FTC case let it slip, I guess, uh, unless she's just completely wrong, that the next Call of Duty is coming in December of this year, which is unusual because... Different, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll see if that happens. That immediately makes me think it's true for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> like, why would you say well, it comes I mean... in December? <laughs> yeah, let's be real. No, I get it, though, because I don't know, let's be real, like other sorts of um, industries aren't as secretive, you know, in terms of like announcements or release dates, like we just know a lot of details, like with movies, like casting rumors, all this stuff. We, we know uh, a lot of stuff way earlier than than, than release date um, with these legal documents. Like, I'm sure like they just don't know that, you know, it hasn't really been announced yet or, or what, what have you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Gage. I, I tend to believe it when someone not familiar with this industry is like just reading documents and, and they have information that's coming in December. Like, sure. Yes. Absolutely. And the judge probably does not think that people are even paying attention to this, right? Like, that's, that's kind of something exclusive to the gaming industry where we all get really nerdy about like Epic versus Apple. And we, we're all sitting there looking at the, trying to get every little scrap of information where, like, she, I, yeah, she's probably not thinking that anyone's paying attention to this. That's, demographic for these things yeah yeah and it makes sense also because of the whole background surrounding that game with sledgehammer taking uh yes. development and it being originally like an expansion for modern warfare so it makes sense that they may need a little bit more time to make it an actual full-fledged i put in quotes game yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, you're exactly right. That's the other. That's that's the biggest piece of information that makes me think that this is true. Absolutely. Yeah. Whoa, somebody. What if? That's real. I think. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There's also, there's, there's nice. There's also the chance that December is the internal placeholder date, um, and that's actually not December, but you know, it could be like a a, a late November mm. date. True. Mm. Yeah, we'd have to see the specific date. If it said December 31st, then you'd be 100% right. That's definitely a placeholder. Yeah. Kirik says swatted. I sure hope not. <laughs> oh, no. I would also... Better knock at the door. Show yeah. me hands! <laughs> I would also hope that my sheriff's department would know me since I literally work for uh, the government. Get on the fucking ground, them. Daniel! Yeah. What? What? <laughs> 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 Anywho. All right, uh, moving on to the next little piece of this, which is the last little bit of this story. Jim Ryan's comments on all publishers hating Game Pass, which we talked about last <laughs> week, uh, saying 
saying that uh, basically all publishers hate it. And uh, we've got a <laughs> news story already where I guess um, the football manager boss, I don't know, is his name here? Yeah, Miles Jacobson uh, refuted this to Eurogamer. However, saying Game Pass has been a positive experience for football manager, which uh, he says different studios will have different data because different <laughs> games work well in different situations. That's a lot of difference. That's just one guy, though. Jim talked to yeah. all of them. Yeah, every <laughs> single one. Yeah. yeah. I think um, there was also more data today. Oh, keep, going, keep going. You might say it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not sure what you're going to say, but I'm just uh, the other thing I saw people talking about is even to preface, even if this is the case, the FTC isn't evaluating whether the publishers like it or, you know, use it or whatever. They're evaluating the impact to consumers that this deal will have. That's the whole point of right. the FTC. So I think people are kind of confusing what their whole purpose is. Um, but was there something else that you saw, Christian, on uh, I mean, unfortunately, it was like between the hours of 8 and 9 a.m., so my memory is fuzzy. Here we go. I found it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last time... G uh, hold on. Yeah, it's okay. okay. The la this is a tweet with uh, quarterly revenues of Grand Theft Auto. The last time GTA 5 was on Game Pass, GTA franchise revenues went from $179 million to $210 million on a quarterly basis. Microsoft has also proven that the Game Pass effect is real. Users will buy games when a title rotates out. This is a good strategy that TTWO... Uh, what is TTWO? Take Two. Take Two. Take Two you, has used to periodically help spark player engagement, game sales, and in-game purchases within GTA Online. So yeah, there is, there is a Game Pass effect with players, for sure. Uh, and I'm sure uh, publishers, if they're seeing stuff like this where like revenue is going up and once the game rotates out that people are buying more copies of the game to play it again, um, surely that's probably a good thing and they're happy with that and, and not hating the service. Right. Indeed. I just I love I just love how mean girl that he got about it. Where he's like, <laughs> I talked to everyone and they all hate it. They all <laughs> hate it. That's, I can't believe it. Jim Jim Ryan, what a man. I wish we actually got the video Jim of that Ryan. and he actually sounded like that. That would be great. Like I don't know what you heard, but as if everybody hates Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh our other PXN news item of the week, Annapurna Interactive's showcase has been shown off here and Christian has a lot to say about these. He's ready. He's ready to talk his ass off on these. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Annapurna put on, I think, what I'm considering the best showcase of the summer, like 2023, like showcases, period. It's only 30 minutes long. And m I'm saying this because it's 100% subjective. Uh, they just put out a lot of stuff that is 100% my shit and stuff that it got me insanely excited. Uh, so much so that I even, for the first time, like went through and make sure that I'm wishlisting games on Steam because that does help with discoverability. And some of these games look so cool that like I, I have to put them on on more radars other than mine. So yeah, I was I was so down with Annapurna Showcase, and I hope that a lot of these that I'm interested in hit. And there's way more than four that I'm interested in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So to go through these then in order, Lorelai. And the laser eyes gets another mysterious trailer. Yes. 
Uh, these are the developers from Sinar Wild Hearts, which is a very quickly came acclaimed game. And this is probably the, my favorite trailer of the year so far, at least uh, at least in the conversation of like best trailers, mostly because it's a tone piece um, and it's just insane. One of the reasons why I got so into Signals is because they put out a, a tone piece trailer that was just nothing but vibes and a lot of text being thrown at you and being like, like you understand the horror of it because it's it's stuff that's like alluding to stuff from the game this is the same way where it's just like nothing but two minutes of vibes and i'm like yep immediately i'm so interested and fascinated with what's going on here it looks super creepy i know it's a puzzle game murder mystery game that's all i need to know i'm, I'm in <laughs> yeah i thought it was a cool cool trailer too maybe too scary for me but i, I like the uh like christian was saying the vibes it gave off dude it's <laughs> The next, the next game, Cocoon gets a release date, which I believe Christian has on his fantasy critic. I do. Spoilers, I just picked it up this week, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the, the game, develop, game developer for Journey, previously at, at, at um, that game company. Uh, and I think Cocoon was at like the Xbox event. So seeing this again was like just, just a nice reminder that's coming out, but it didn't have a release date until now. Uh, but it is also coming to Game Pass, and uh, every time they show this game off, uh, the teleporting still trips mm. me out. Uh, I think th the design team on, on it uh, is is pull really pulling their weight to get me interested in playing this game. Very cool aesthetic. I like this. I'm sorry. Uh, the game designer of uh, Inside and Limbo, which mm. yeah, makes sense. September 29th. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Starfield. I'm taking... <laughs> I have a new priority. Hey, Starfield's before that. You got time. You're right. Lush Foil Photography Sim is a picture-perfect new camera snapping game. Yes. Uh, this is 100% me. My, my type of shit. As you know, I'm into photography. Uh, more specifically, uh, analog photography. I, I, I shoot film when I go on vacation trips and stuff. Uh, and seeing this just like in, in various places around Japan where you have to like simulate aperture and and your your f-stop uh, is just a nerdy, exciting thing that is only exciting to me, probably. Uh, how much game is in there is probably not a lot, but sometimes it's cool to like, I don't know, I get really weird about sim games. Like I, I modded the hell out of a racing game to really simulate like driving around Japan. Why not do the same thing with idyllic vistas in you know Japanese country with a, a mock camera and practice my you know photography from the safety of my PC? Yeah, it's really cool. I I like you said like uh, being able to do these things from like your home is really cool. I'm surprised that we don't have more stuff like this where you could just go to like Japan, like you said, or someplace in Canada, like the mountains, and just take some pictures and explore, like kind of like how Flight Simulator does it, but with planes, mm. but just be able mm. to take some cool pictures in a place that you may not have the the uh, means to go to. So I think that's really cool. I don't know if I said this, but playing Microsoft Flight Simulator was like the worst thing I could have done before taking a bunch of flights. <laughs> that game is kind of hard sometimes, you know what I mean? Like mm. realizing what these pilots have to do to fly these these beasts. Kind of messed with like, <laughs> it messed with me, dude. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> no. You got the Daniel effect. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we they should just turn this into an annualized series and call it Photography Simulator 2023 and then just release one every year and slightly change it. 
Oh God. I'm just kidding. I'm don't. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see. I realized that, out. that 2K took over it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good one. Uh, by the way, I'm reading from rockpapershotgun.com Catherine Castle's story that Christian provided here. So if anyone's curious to check these out, there you go. Uh, or Anna, Annapurna put these all on their YouTube page separately. So fair enough. We have the next one, which is 2AT is a joyous new game from Watam Dev Kita Takahashi. Yes, sir. If you ever played Katamari, then you might be excited for 2AT. What the gameplay is, I still don't know. I don't think anyone does, but like the trailer was like so comfy and, and just kind of joyous that it's kind of all right that we don't know much about this game. Will it be something for me? Who knows? Maybe not. Uh, but like, regardless, it was still very cute and bubbly and fun, and it was enough. And it was like two minutes. It didn't overstate its welcome. Oh, yeah. And we got Flock with a new deep dive gameplay trailer. This one I didn't care about as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Flock fans. You got to right. flock together towards Christian to with your anger. Jesus. <laughs> this next one, though. This next one was, ooh, boy. Well, tell us, what is the next one? The next one is from the developers of Nidhogg. It's Ghost Bike. You're a, a dead person biking in the land of, I think, the dead. Uh, oh, yeah. But, like, what really got... First of all, the art style is fantastic. But second, I was like, this music rocks. And then it shows up that they're partnering with uh, Italians Do It Better, which is this um, uh, record label from Johnny Jewel. And now I have issues with Johnny Jewel, but I, I'll say this. What a master of, of, of a producer this guy is. And so seeing that come up, like this is like when Sable got introduced and seeing Japanese Breakfast was doing a, a soundtrack to a game. This was like as exciting for me. So I think, you know, cool music, great art style uh, and just like a vibey ass game. Uh, Ghost Bike, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm reading. OK, Nidhogg was awesome. Kurek says uh, it's super fun. Yeah. Frustrating too. He tried to type it and then autocorrect changed it to Buddhist. <laughs> was no, awesome. Buddhist was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got Mundon. Mundon is getting a free update and launching on new consoles. Mundon was like this very under the radar horror game uh, that was like kind of critically lauded. Uh, from those that played it i missed it but some of my favorite video essays did touch it and like recommending it um i think it was like a 2019 or maybe like 2020 no 2021 game i think yeah 2021 says right there uh so it coming to consoles is huge probably not as huge as valorant probably coming to ps5 but mundan mundan is valorant coming to ps5 yeah it's a rumor sorry it was seemingly confirmed i think via some kind of website yeah that there's like a an upcoming test you heard it here first uh we also got a fresh look at action mech life sim bounty star i also didn't care about this one that much <laughs> looks kind of cool i think it was like a mecha mecha shooting game kind of open world and i was like cool might not be for me you don't want to become a bounty star there's crop planting, maintaining your milk, mech, building new machines. Like, if, if I'm going to choose one mech game this year, it's going to be Armored Core. 
uh, a little PlayStation game here is coming to Xbox Stray. I like Stray. I might, I might pick it up. I might pick it up. You will not finish it. You don't know me. <laughs> I know you. You will not finish it. <laughs> How many hours is it? It's not very long. Maybe like a max six. Oh, kind of a you, short experience. Oh, you I'm can finish, finish that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, all right, we'll see. <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> he finished, or he starts playing, and his cats go crazy from seeing the cats on screen. That's why I want to play it. If dude. that happens, yeah, yeah please. Yeah, because there's a meow button, so. <laughs> it's a beautiful game, Kirk says. You can finish it, Gage. I will finish it. Finish me. Oh, oh. oh. You could say you're getting a bit thirsty here, Christian. And Thirsty Suitors gets a November release date. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, am I am I going to play Thirsty Suitors? Probably not. But I think Rose inter- in, is excited for this one. Yeah, this this one is definitely my vibes. I love everything about it besides the art style. The art style <laughs> is definitely, I, I don't know. It's just I'm not speaking to me. But uh, very Scott Pilgrim vibes with the premise, um, and I like the turn-based uh, combat, how they're being creative with it, with the type of types of moves that you're using on your X's. And uh, I think the story could be something that I vibe with. It's just, just looking at the game, I just don't don't love, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> I must I must get like a guacamole vibe from this design. Like I don't know, it looks very pretty, colorful, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah, I think this 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 guy. What did he do? He did this the 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 Falcon game on PlayStation. Oh. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called either. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's a he's he's a pretty uh one of those the indie devs that you like you know their face. One of those guys. But yeah, Falcon Age is that it? Yes, that's the one. So very different, but exciting. Storyteller is coming to Netflix along with new scenarios. Yeah, I don't know if, if anyone has heard or played Storyteller, but it's just like kind of cool little puzzle game where it's basically ad libs but with little icons, and you can place them in like picture books to create a story. And there's like it's kind of a specific order you're supposed to like put these in. There's more than some of these puzzles have more than one solution, but you're essentially like making a story with these little ad lib icons. To get to like the next level, and they get more and more complicated. But yeah, Netflix has a has a pretty strong cat uh, library of, of games. I'm realizing, like, interesting. Uh, Before your eyes is on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like that's that's cool. Mm. Oxen Free Two is coming next week. To Netflix. To Netflix. Yeah, to Netflix. Oh wow! Yeah. If only, if only these motherfuckers let me, <laughs> you know, share passwords. True. Indeed. Get to this next one, Dan. The last one. Blade mm. Runner 2033 Labyrinth is Annapurna's first game that they're making themselves. Dude, when I saw the LAPD sign, like in the, in the Neo Noir setting, and then it cuts to like that floating car, I was like, this is fucking Blade Runner. Immediately freaked out on, in, the, in our Twitter chat saying, ah, and Ro <laughs> responded, Annapurna? Question mark? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I, I was watching. And, and uh, do we know what the game is? No, but the pitch for it is fucking awesome. It's set between the original game, uh, the original Blade Runner, and the sequel. 
after the some of the YouTube shorts, which you can watch for free on YouTube. Uh, and like the pitch is what happens when there are no more replicants to hunt. And so it's like a very existential game where like a, a former Blade Runner has to figure out like what to do with his his livelihood. Um, and that kind of like, I don't know. What's a replicant? Sick. A replicant is like essentially like a, a, a man, a, a robot. In the, okay. in, yeah. In, but they only live a couple of years. And they're ba- and in Blade Runner, they're like basically slaves. They're made to do like just work before they die. Uh, however, at some point, like there's a blackout and there are no like replicants get like uh, for a while or. You don't they don't make them anymore. The Tyrell it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there, are, there are Blade Runners with nothing to run. If that makes sense. So, yeah, just a super psychological game about, I don't know, having to figure out what you're going to do is uh, I'm in. What a, what a tone piece of a trailer as well. Hell yeah. Very cool. All right. I hope it's I hope it's nothing like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 12 God. minutes. I remember that game. For I never minutes. finished it. Unfortunately, I do, too. Remember, I was like stuck at that one part, and I was getting real pissed. Yeah, I remember. I do. Yeah, yeah. I was getting so pissed. All right, moving into fantasy draft check-in. We've got some more bids that have happened here, gentlemen, Ooh. and they're right off the press here. So we'll start with the first one on the list here, which is Saliva Gang PDX. Of course, Christian says pickup failed. Super Mario RPG remake with a bid of $11. Did he just say failed? Like, as in he failed failed to pick it up? Failed to pick it up. We'll get to that. We'll get to why here in a minute. Uh, Just say it right now. Just say it right now. (laughs) No, we're going to keep the anticipation. (laughs) Saliva Gang PDX is next on the list here with a successful pickup of Cocoon, as we alluded to before, with $4 bid. Pretty good bid there. Uh, then we have Halo Infinite will eventually be 343's Halo 3 <laughs> with the successful pickup, me, of Super Mario RPG Remake with a bid of $26. Good night, oh. Christian. Just the rest of your money. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, it pretty much was. I saved a little bit just in case it's like, you know, that's like the trust fund in case I need something else. You know, I don't know. Uh, and then my final, oh, I'm sorry. It's not my final. My, I got another pickup. Hades two was a counter pick of $4 against cage. And the reasoning here is I don't think it's going to release in full fledged access this year. I think it's going to be an early yeah. access. Wasn't that I confirmed? I uh, no, it has not. It has not been confirmed yet. Cause I haven't looked it up. I was doing some heavy research. I'm like, do I want to risk this? And I'm throwing all my eggs in the basket. Yeah. And you're probably gonna get you're probably gonna get your little golden egg as well, unfortunately. <laughs> and the last I'm fucked. Oh sorry. Oh yeah. good. Oh. Uh the last one, I picked up my final game, gentlemen. It is July, and I've picked up my final game. Oxen free two lost signals with a bid of four dollars, and it comes out next week. It comes out broken, and it, <laughs> it it's negative fifty points. Wow, we'll see. So yeah, I'm fucked. Uh, I have two games on on my 
roster that I I don't think you know uh-huh. at this point in the year I'm not 100% sure coming out this year. Which two? Which two do you think? One of those being Silk Song. Oh god. And the other, I think I have Stellar Blade on on my thing as well. Do I? Mm, I don't see Stellar Blade. Oh thank god. So just one game. I can live with that. Uh so our upcoming releases, Oxenfree 2 on July 12th, Pikmin 4 on July 21st for Christian, and then Bomb Rush Cyberfunk on August 18th for Christian, and then we're going into deeper August, so we'll hold off on that. But that's a, a quick look at our upcoming games. All right. Second place, I'm coming for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Everybody's got a chance here. Enough. <laughs> moving into what you got for me daniel what you got for me well i've got well i'll just i'll, I'll go into the one because i think we're all going to kind of talk about the other one i'll save that i guess uh yes sir brother yeah so the one i played Fortnite for one match or maybe two matches last night that game has gotten way too complicated to the point where I'm just like, why the fuck is there 17 menus in like 14 different things you have to do now? There's fucking upgrades and shit in, in the middle of a match. You've got more skins than I've ever seen in my entire life in the fucking <laughs> item shop. I mean, there's like 17 pages of items. Absurd. It's still fun, though. It's still fun. <laughs> so I'll, let, me, I'll let me tell you about these uh, armored cores in Halo Infinite, uh, you know? Trying to customize, uh, yeah, but go to, to go to the shop in Halo Infinite. There's not 17 pages of them. <laughs> That's because the game would crash if they had more than three. Oh my god! <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, the other one I'll I'll save until the end, unless you guys want me to talk about that now. Since I've we all were going to talk, we about can it. we can. Save you want to talk about it now, or you want to save it? Whoever's last can bring it up, and we can all okay. talk about it. Okay, there you go. So how about Christian goes last so he can be the one to introduce it? Why? Why me? <laughs> so, Ro, what you got for me? Uh, I, 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 nothing. Besides mm. what we're going to talk about at the uh, end. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, then, I played, I played a little bit of Tears of the Kingdom, but that's it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So then, Christian, what you got for me? Wait, Gage said I'm going last. Oh, Gage, what you got <laughs> for me? I'm oh, sorry. Um, Nothing of relevance besides the thing that we're going to talk okay. about. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. And I'll, I'll do one more game. I've been uh, going through Final Fantasy 16 further. I got to, a, I, I kind of like sometimes where a game is like, it's okay to be a game sometimes where it's just straight up tells you before you start a mission, like, hey, after this point, it's like a critical story mission. You can't go back to do the other stuff beforehand. Kind of nice that, you know, when it's kind of forefronted there. Uh, game is insane. I know my friends were saying like, uh, you haven't seen anything yet, and it turns out it was true. I have not seen anything yet. It, it keeps every time you get to a, a, the next big story beat, like they keep upping the ante way more than you expect it to, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the environments are getting crazy, the music is getting crazier, and the story is like I am really enjoying it. Do I have some nitpicks with it so far? Yeah, the side quest content hasn't hasn't hit for me. They've been mostly kind of honestly bordering kind of bad to mid. Uh, but I heard like once I'm now that I'm in the area that I'm in now. I heard these side quests get a lot more involved and like they're like continuous and uh, like there's like payoffs to them where like if you do the side quest before you complete the game, there's like extra stuff in there. So like, okay, now that I'm at the place where it's like the real game has started now, like 10 plus hours in, like I'm, uh, 
uh, I'm kind of in, and I'll, I'll give them a fair shake. The other thing we've been playing, brothers, <laughs> uh, Battle Bit. Um, the other day, I mean, like, this has been like, what, two weeks of Gage and I being like, bro, I don't, I want to play fucking Battle Bit. I want to play this Roblox ass game. <laughs> and uh, we just decided over the weekend just to like game. And Gage and I played for one night. The next night got all four of us on to play it. And played again the following with like uh, us three, not Roshan, and then uh, one of my other friends. And it's so much fun, dude. Despite the oh graphics God. being what they are, I, I, I don't care because like the 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 deep deepness of the mechanics is so much fun. Dragging bodies back to heal them, fantastic. Having to combine mags because like when you reload, it's not like arcadey where like uh, you keep all the the bullets that were in that mag. No, your mag is like still like half empty. You got to combine them if you want to have more. It's Reminds me of playing Bad Company 2 in a lot of ways, and I'm having so much fun with it, to the point where I'm like, when I'm playing Final Fantasy 16, I'll be thinking, but I could also be playing Battle Bit with, with the lads. <laughs> this $15 Steam game, the little Steam game that could. I want to say this before I for before anyone else forgets to, but I was thinking about this, I was trying to think about what makes Battle Bit special, and um, there was a specific moment where Christian and I were playing, I believe it was the first night. Yeah. There's this map. There's this map with this bridge where um, you can only get to this sort of flag from two bridges. And I noticed, like, there's this one moment where Christian and I were pushing up with a whole bunch of teammates and everyone was moving from cover and, like Christian said, dragging teammates back behind cover to sort of heal. And they, we were slowly moving up and the enemy was, like, slowly pushing back. And it felt very cinematic. And I was trying to think to myself, how is this happening when we have other games that look so much better and they can't pull this off? And I think... Part of the charm of Battlebit is that you only have to play the game, which leads to people playing it how they want to play it. So that whole bridge debacle would look totally different if, like, you know, half the people were working on a challenge that was like, oh, make sure you get knife kills and, oh, uh, make sure you get helicopter kills. Like, there's nothing like that pushing anyone to play this game in any direction other than just how they want to play it, which leads to, like, these awesome, natural sort of moments where you have literally 40 or 50 players around you which in the moment in a video game feels like 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 christian said yeah. it looks like roblox but it feels like so much more because you have 40 teammates around you and everybody's screaming and pulling people behind cover and again i think it's because this is just a video game it's not trying to keep you entertained with like challenges and make sure you get this done by this time it's very much just like play you want this gun look at this is how many kills it takes that's all that's all that's all it does so it's allowing people to play the game how they want to play it, and it's leading to these super cinematic moments, which is just, it's so much fun. It's great. I have to jump in before Dan and Rogo as well. It's like, I, I want to add to that, like, there's something about what they've taken out from, like, when I think of, you know, Warzone and, and, and like, new iterations of Battlefield, like, it's, it's entirely, like, movement-based. By removing, like, a lot of these stuff to get around the map quicker, it allows what I think is what Gage is, is kind of getting alluding to is like flow of the actual battlefield feels organic. You can you have a strong sense of where enemies are. Granted, like there are like people who are flanking and there are snipers, but like a big chunk of the 127 versus 127 are are kind of in these hot spots and you have a sense to where like the tide is turning and that right. leads to like these these natural engagements. I remember one in that same area with the bridge like right after like I'm flanking up 
and I'm having to like be in in prone with like a bunch of people because like the bullets are flying right over my head. And I go down and I hear some guy go go, hold on, brother. And I'm getting dragged back and and, and bandaged. And like we end up taking the flag, but like sure enough, there's a, another battle happening on the other side of the battlefield where like we lost on the flag at the same time. Like these kinds of things are it's so good, dude. And it makes it feel like I'm having fun in these shooters again, which I haven't felt in a long, long time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that I'm having fun in the theater as well. The, the thing for me is obviously, as you know, I'm not a PC player in that sort of sense where keyboard and mouse isn't usually my, or ever, my go-to uh, option for playing. So I'm having a little bit of trouble of adjusting to that. But um, as Gage was telling me, like there's ways to learn uh, it and uh, that might be a little bit more less intense than a, a, a first-person shooter. But I had a really fun time playing it. Um, like... I kind of echo everything that Christian and, and Gage were saying with it, how they remove like the, not the realism because it feels like like all out warfare, but the the graphics are aren't something that they, that she needs to worry about. You just have a good time with the boys, and I th- I feel like I would have fun playing Tetris with you guys anyway. So it's like not a matter of the game, but it was it was a good right. time, um, and I, I would definitely like to play it again. Um, it's just the it's just I need to get good. <laughs> And mouse and keyboard. I was getting like three kills a match. I mean, I was proud of myself for getting at least that much. But uh, it's definitely a learning curve for me at the at for the sure. time. But it, it was right. fun. It was definitely fun. I love how gigantic the matches feel, and I really like the the, the voice chat. Like when everybody's not being a dick, that <laughs> is. But which sure. didn't happen. Which didn't happen often. I, I will give that. Like everybody was pretty cool. Uh, in the yeah, voice. there, there, there are a few people who like cross the line, but I, I've been noticing in the top right corner, like they're pretty quick to ban people. I wanted to bring that up too. Yes, if and they're like, publicly like, cool, which is yeah. like a lot of a lot of companies struggle with that, and it, and a lot of the times it can be like Tarkov struggles with this immensely. But like, there's a there's definitely a fine balance, and Bungie's really good at this too, about being public about your punishments and being precise with your punishments, right? To call back to the division article that we talked about today so yes i like i very much like battle bit in terms of i've I've noticed that too it's super quick and like i noticed the first night i was hearing a lot more of it Mm. even compared to when when me and you last played christian that like there is a lot less it seemed like they filtered that stuff out pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so yes i think that's an important point to to mention as well the team seems to be pretty good at whatever system they're using to detect it and and get rid of it because when people aren't doing that, and it's just a lot of people like either either seriously or half seriously role playing, like it's just it's hilarious. It's just dude, role playing is awesome, dude. There was one guy that every time he went down, he would just like let out a blood curdling scream. <laughs> <Medic! every time. laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like oh, it's that guy. There he is. He's hurt. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I gave you that impression. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable that BattleBit's able to filter things so well, and then you go to Call of Duty, and it's awful. Yeah, the multi-million dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I played with you guys the first night. Well, not the first night you guys played, but the first night, and uh, I was not shy about my my criticisms <laughs> of it in our chat, and I was my frustrations. However. I also said that it also could have been a result of my, you know, state I was in at that time. I was tired. I was just uh, groggy, that kind of stuff. And it wasn't the moment that I should have been playing it. So then we played the second time. And let me tell you, 
We had way more. I had way more fun in that match than the first match, and had a. I really understood after you after you guys gave some good uh, suggestions as well, which I was immediately dismissive of, saying that's not my play style. I don't want to play like that. But then I did play like that in that second match and had a lot more fun with it. So much credit to you guys for saying that, and me saying no, no, I'm not doing that. And then I ended up doing it and had a lot more fun with it. Credit you to you. A, yeah, you had such a good balance that day with the second time you played it because there were moments where you would be with us, like, you know, we'd be pushing up together. And there'd be moments where I would try to spawn in, like, oh, Dan's on the other side of the map and he's about <laughs> to take a flag that no one is at. And, like, it, it would work. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's very unique. And, like, uh, the thing about the graphics, like, the graphics aren't holding the rest of the game back. So, like, they're they're able to strip everything away in order to do all these other cool things that, you know, the big blockbuster shooters like Battlefield and Call of Duty and that kind of stuff aren't doing because they're not presenting this masterpiece of a, of a, of a photorealism type game. So, yeah, it's very, very fun. I definitely will play more of this with you guys and... Uh, I'm glad that I gave it another go after after that. That's and Hell that's yeah. a, that's the important thing as well to like take note of like you're, the mindset you're in like you're never going to there's there's always going to be a game that you're not going to be interested in in certain moments. Like you have to like take games with what you're feeling at that time. You can't go and play a shooter if you're like in a, in a mood that's not feeling like that you know like it's it's something that you, only you yourself can kind of decipher for sure good point all right battle bit battle bit, battle bit. let's go Kirik's making fun of us for saying it's a roblox lookalike <laughs> uh saying he's unfollowed it, it does it does look a lot like roblox it's it's but. my biggest it's my biggest problem with the game, but it's 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 a proof of concept. It's not necessary, right? We've yeah. now shown with the amount of players, even if it tapers off and it only it only lasts the next six months or whatever, the amount of players that it's gotten has shown that like you can get AAA numbers without having to just focus on look at how flashy the product is. You can just be like, what are good gameplay mechanics? Cool, let's do that and get rid of the rest. And by mm -hmm. the way, you'll get insane performance, right? Because that was the one thing I meant to ask, Rashan. Like, how, how did it run on your PC, on your laptop? Because you've got, like, oh, a, a Yeah, pretty laptop, bare bones right? one. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a gaming laptop. It's, it does the job for most indie games and some shooters, but it's not not the best. It's not going to run Battlefield or anything like that. But, right. um, yeah, it, it ran pretty well. Like, I was usually the last one to spawn into most matches. But once I got in, it was it was running pretty pretty good. Yeah. No so, I mean, that's nice. that's that's part of their it's part of the recipe, right? Like you get this really great performance. Visibility is pretty good for like firefights. Like it doesn't feel like you're really dying to, to like somebody who's got a black skin on in like the in the corner of the dark lit map. So you don't know what's <laughs> happening, which has been like a problem in multiple big games recently. It's like it's just super clear, super fun. It's, it feels like a game. It feels like a video game. When we were playing, um, I remember I was dead, and I needed Dan to come save me, and he got shot at, and his helmet got knocked off. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this, but just it's the little touches of this game that, like, even though it looks the way it looks, it still feels like a nightmare to be to be hearing the like effects of the bullets like whizzing by you, and it's like, oh my god, I'm terrified.
and to know that it's not ambient and that it's actually relating to like this is and this is it takes like it's not even just we compare it to battlefields i feel like that's what it's definitely the market it's going for but like it takes the best things of other games too because that's something straight out of tarkov like there's no there's no sound effects for show in that game like everything you hear is is the result of an action and this game has that as well right when it comes to either a building getting exploded or bullets whizzing by your head it's like that's because those strafe bullets from like a firefight that's happening on the other side of the map like those bullets are whizzing by your head it's it just it adds to the intensity absolutely Mm -hmm. what's the record snipe uh, gauge that you had i have 370 right now that's where we're sitting feeling pretty good i did i did clip that one too i have to get that i'll send it to the chat oh yeah what is the uh what is the quick shortcut to save like a 30 second clip or whatever with nvidia i'm using nvidia no it's uh alt z i think by default Hmm. we'll see if you have if you're using shadow play i don't know i'm using windows windows g then i think yeah i don't know how how well that records windows g and battle bit only in battle bit Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say I know you guys aren't us- aren't saying the graphics uh looking the way it looking the way it looks as like a as a negative because we keep saying that it's it's good because they're able to strip it away. But I think it's cool that like the environment's like also destructible mm. and stuff like that. Thing like yeah. like you guys were already saying, like things that they may not be able to do if it was realistic. And I kind of hope that they keep it looking like this. I feel like it gives it a bit more charm, it, like helps it stand out in a weird way, even though For it's sure. not standing out. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. The destruction is also terrifying because at one point I <laughs> yes. was in the building on the bottom floor and I'm like, is the fucking <laughs> building collapsing? Is that a thing? And they're like, yes, get out of there. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and the sky is getting further away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, The helicopters too, like you can shoot like the tail off and you're, you can't bail. <laughs> so you have to go down with the chopper and it's, yeah, it's a lot of cinematic moments in this silly ass game repelling out of the helicopters right repelling is so good dude and then like this is what i mean like the net code just works somehow like and it's three guys that made it like yeah it's not perfect (laughs) and we got we got server lag i think one one or two matches out of the entirety that we played but the fact that it just works and it have all these people especially the dragging right like i've never had an issue where i drag somebody and then went to go revive where their body is now and had it say like no it's like everything seemed to just work and it I don't know if if, if, it, if that all has to do with just how games look and how much resources the look of a game takes up, but somehow these three guys are able to get it. And mm-hmm. if the if, if the Roblox factor is what makes it all possible, then absolutely, like that's totally something that I think other people should look at. Let's just make everything look like Roblox. <laughs> just kidding. Next Call of Duty. Yeah, or like Fortnite. Everyone wants the Fortnite <laughs> art style right now, so. Honestly, I would be super happy if they were able to meet in the middle because, like, the Roblox art style does get to me a little bit. I hate it. It's so immersive. <laughs> like, if the game is so immersive in spite of it, I just think to myself, like, what if it just, what if they just met in the middle and had, like, you know, 2009, 2010 graphics? And then, like, then we would be laughing. Then I think it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. We will be laughing all the way into the topic of the show, guys. <laughs> see i'm laughing the reactions <laughs> to my terrible you know lead in there uh 
What is our most anticipated games of the rest of this year, guys? I was thinking we just give our like, you know, top three games that we're most anticipating. Does that sound like fun? I don't know. This fucking guy. Sound like fun. This fucking what? guy. What? what happened? I got the I got the I got the notification. I saw it in the bottom right corner of my screen. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold up. Hold you up. motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about it, Dan. Don't worry about it, Dan. <laughs> did, Gage, a... did Gage start a game? No. No. <laughs> oh. It wasn't that. Don't worry about it. I mean. Now I'm curious. Uh, anywho, I'm cool with top three. Okay, top three. Uh, we can go like round robin, I suppose. Um, and then who wants to go first? Not me. I'm deciding on my top three. And I have first. two. I have two locked in, but I have a third one that I and we don't interchangeable. We don't have to do it in any particular order. We don't need to, okay. you know. Okay. So I'll go first. You ready, Dan? Yeah. Starfield. Starfield. Wow. How do you feel about the news that just came out that like there is no um like th there's no seamless travel between planets and space like they're two separate realities quote unquote. So That's uh, oh, we knew that already. We knew that for a while. That was like the past month or so like in the past like like the end of June. No, they so. told us that last year. Yeah. That was news to me. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, uh and then good. No, go ahead. What's the second part of your question? It's not the full planet, uh, apparently, isn't it? Like only like certain like there are like places that you can choose where to land. So it's not I the entire planet. There's just like certain areas on these things. That might be true because I, I remember they uh, Todd was saying like some planets you scan for resources or whatever, like Mass Effect Two. Right. Uh, like if you've ever played Mass Effect Two, you scan planets for resources. I'm not sure if that's. I I think so for exciting. what for what it is it'll be fine. I I I don't I was a little bit disappointed that you can't fly straight from space to it cuz I was thinking I I played No Man's Sky recently and I was thinking about how first of all the effects in that game for when you do that is super cool. It just feels really cool to do that, but the sense of scale between those games is totally different, but even when I was playing it I was thinking about how they could do some vfx trickery and like do like a hidden loading screen i'm surprised they didn't opt that route because they famously have like with fallout 4 like tons of hidden loading screens right so i'm surprised they didn't opt to maybe they tried and it, it didn't work but mm. i thought i thought that would have been cool to see that but it doesn't bother me and like the amount of planets like i don't know i have a feeling that some people are upset when they said that the amount of planets that actually has life on it is only going to be something like 10% just to try and be like clever with how that works in reality or the theory at least. And people were upset with that. Like if the 10% is scattered across the universe equally and then you have to go looking for it, I think it'll be annoying. But if I have to guess with how, with how Bethesda is, there'll probably be a path of the most exciting planets that will be somewhat contained and will have your main quests on and all that stuff. So I'm not too worried about it. I think that the amount of content that's even handcrafted will be be plenty yeah. for people to get into. I think, yeah, I think that's my take as well. Is that there's most definitely a like golden path type areas, or even like just like remarkable side quests that are going to be geared towards like the more of a curated experiences. Right. And if you want to fuck off and 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 do like the other stuff, that's when you start encroaching like the the more scattered, diverse, I don't know, plants of the universe. So yeah, I'm with you. Right. 
Yeah, echoing what you guys are saying, because Starfield is one of my three as well, uh, I think that the narrative is definitely going to direct my path on where I go. Like, I don't see myself saying, oh, there's a planet like fucking 17 light years away. Let me go there and just see what's up on that planet. I'll probably just, you know, follow what kind of path it takes me on. And if there's side quests that take me to other random planets, sure. But yeah, I think I think there's going to be a, a well-crafted like narrative path, so to speak, that it'll take you on um, to different planets that will be filled with life. I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, but then like the end game stuff, like they even talked about how shipbuilding is very much an end game activity um, as well as um, like outposts and stuff like that is very much an end game activity. And stuff like that will probably require you to go to all these other planets that um, have all these other resources that you need to build those activities up. Um, so maybe I'll do that after that point. If God, that might be a lot of hours, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just very excited for the crafted narrative story slice of what this game's gonna be. So very. How, how does it feel to know you will not have beaten Zelda before Starfield comes out? Bish, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Do it. I'm going to try my best because the other problem is, is I'm on vacation when Starfield releases. So Perfect. You could bring the Switch. Bring the, the Switch. Yeah, Just that's don't true. Drop that's true. If I beat it, wait, if I beat it on the cruise, does that technically count is as he grandfathered it before in? Starfield because I haven't played Starfield yet? That counts. That's a good question. We, I would give that to you. All right, we'll see. On the loophole. Yeah, I, I beat Zelda before Final Fantasy, but I, I I started up Final Fantasy after it came out. Hell yeah! So I'm with you. Okay. So we know me engages first. Well, not not in any order. Uh, but not in any order. Yeah. So what? Uh, who wants to reveal there first? I can I can go next. Mine uh, isn't uh, a standalone game. It's a, a, a expansion. Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Oh, one of my top anticipated games. I uh, famously, infamously, I guess, tried it out on Google Stadia uh, because I didn't have a PS5 at the time and liked it. But I was like, this is not the full experience. I'm going to wait until I get a PS5 to actually play it. And I did. I loved it, loved existing in, in Night City, enjoyed that story of V and Keanu. Um, but I had a really good time, and I'm excited to go back to Night City and uh, see him again. And Idris, Idris is also going to be joining the party. I, I just really liked Night City as a, as a location, and I felt, uh, I don't know, it felt alive to me. So I'm, I'm excited to go back and just sink some more hours into that RPG experience. I'm done with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be giving that game another shake. I think as well. Now that the, um, you know, what do you call it? What's the engine complete? is completely redone, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first, what? I was well. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that has this game on their list. So yeah, my I'll start with this one as my first one is Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. Um, listen, if you weren't sold by the um, most recent like four minute gameplay drop that came out a couple of weeks ago, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, Mission based sci fi 
action mecha souls meets armored core game i'm a thousand percent in i just want to exist in that world for i don't know 20 to 30 hours of some challenging level design and incredible uh, gorgeous uh, art design and uh yeah from software one of the best to ever do it so can't wait oh yeah gauge what uh what else you got what's your number two or not number two but second one yeah number two is spitterman two yeah is that real yeah Yeah, that's november isn't it oh i see what you're saying october oh yeah sorry you're saying you're saying spider-man but you said it in in a different way spider-man yes i get get you yeah (laughs) dude i'm i mean it looks incredible the the haters on twitter are just idiots the game looks people are hating well, oh, I mean, right. there's, yeah. there is a yeah. minor, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. your your usual hub. It's the same swinging animation. Did you see exactly. the water? Oh, oh, you see, oh my see how God. that same person walks <laughs> the same way? What the hell? Why are the buildings in New York City still the same as New York City? Those what? people, like, those people they have two areas. Those people and a have, flying mechanic. Those people have not Xbox enough. Xbox logos in their profile pic. Oh, with, true. Goodness. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, no, I, I can't I can't wait to see how Insomniac continues the story because I think about it and like uh, it's sh- first of all, it shocked me how long it's been since I've played it because it's something on Twitter made me realize that I actually haven't played the game since they did the facial swap. Mm. And it yeah. actually threw me for a loop because <laughs> I was not expecting that. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to be a hater, but like I didn't like the facial swap. So when they told me that I actually kind of got bummed out for a second because I was like, wait a minute, like I was expecting i was picturing the original face in my head when i was getting excited for spider-man 2 but anyways that's such a small thing but yeah. very excited to see how they wrap this story up and i think i need to replay it because when i completed spider-man insomniac spider-man i thought to myself like this is probably the best spider-man story that i've experienced even across the movies like i don't think i've related to a spider-man story as much as, as this one or not not necessarily related to but just like felt moved by mm. so yeah, very excited to see where they go with the second one. Uh, I there was an interview that came out I think this week with uh, Yuri Lowenthal, where he talked about the ending of Spider-Man One and how Marvel did not let that happen. Uh, they said you can't do what they do at the end of Spider-Man One. Right, right. Um, and then they said, okay, fine, we won't do that. We'll do something else. But they left it. I said, we'll we'll, we'll get the develop. And Tommy was like, we'll we'll change it when we need to. And so they kept working on the game and they were sending all this stuff to Marvel for approval. And after a while, Marvel was so impressed with the story that they were telling. They were like, you know what? You've earned the ending of Spider-Man 1. You can do what it is you're planned to do. And by the way, um, you think that, you know, that ending was incredibly moving. I loved it. Kind of a darker th- thing for Peter Parker to go through. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is supposed to be way darker than the first. And that kind of excites me for what they can do narrative wise. Hell Yeah. That's hilarious that Marvel said that after all the shit that they're doing with Spider-Man right now in the comics, <laughs> people hate it. People but, hate that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is that's kind of. Funny. This is what we always say, though. The yeah. suits, suits have control, and they don't know what they're talking about. They don't. A boot. Yes, a boot. Yes, God damn it, Daniel. <laughs> Me and Gage are on the same brain wavelength today because Spider-Man Two is also one of my most um, anticipated and. Uh, I also thought it was funny at Jeff Keighley's Hollywood Bowl thing. They 
basically like informed people that yeah the end of spider-man one is what's gonna you know who's gonna be venom in spider-man 2 which people forgot about i guess uh because people were asking after spider-man 2 um venom was revealed they're like who's venom gonna be they're like well don't we already know i thought it would i thought it'd be obvious too but the more i think about it, it's possible that it could be somebody else and not who that's is true the obvious so. choice. Oh. It's yeah. possible, yeah. Because they, like yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl, they kind of, which maybe it may lead to your point, actually, that they were like kind of giving like hints again that like, because they, they ended with um, that scene. I don't want to spoil it if people haven't played it yeah. yet, but they, they showed that scene and then immediately cut to a, a clip of Venom from Spider Man 2, like insinuating that they go together when they were showing the um, Spider-Man 2 music at the Hollywood Bowl. But again, that could lead to you, like what you're saying, they're just trying to throw you off, and then it ends up being someone else. But so. that person, okay, but the, that person definitely also has it, right? Like, there's no way that that person doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, even, if that, even if that's not right, like, that's what I mean. Like, how, there's no way that, that all of that gets away, and then that person's... But it's like just it's like the only context we should see that person under, right? Though, yeah, I, I just I thought it was obvious too. Like that guy has to be Venom, but just like how Eddie Brock is Venom in Spider Man Three, and and Spider Man had it before him, it's possible that it can move to somebody else, and he saves the person or like whatever. But right, yeah, yeah. There is a rumor that there is a third playable character in this game. <laughs> what? <laughs> I won't say who. I won't say who it is. Eminem. It's true. There is. A, uh, a, I was no, like, no way. They can't do that. That's got to be Spider Man three. Three playable Spider people. That's true. That's true. Is it Elliot? <laughs> if 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 they do it and that rumor is true, it's kind of insane. Oh, can you send me the rumor? I want to know what it is. I don't send want chat. I, I don't want to know. So don't tell me. I want right. to send, send it to me. I want to know. <laughs> I Rhino. Will, uh, yeah. Rhino Man. Spider. Rhino Spider Man. Oh Rhino. God. And it's Paul Giamatti again. <laughs> oh. all right so row is that one is that on your list as well? that was also my my next one i was gonna do i have honorable mentions here i don't know we're kind of going along so maybe i shouldn't re replace them if we say them but i have other ones if if we if we do want to do them sure, but we mention honorable mentions my my next actual one that was in spider-man 2 uh is sonic superstars don't need to say too much about that. It looks awesome. <laughs> I love the uh, the environments, the the graphics, all that stuff. It looks like it's a return to form with the old games with a little new twist. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Wish it had online play, but still cool. The first year that uh, Sonic and Mario are going head to head for the first time in like it's over back. a decade. Wow. It's back. The rivalry. Rivalry back. back. Was it was it like in 1996 or something? Apparently, Sega said they were owning PlayStation. I saw that somewhere. Uh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, it was an email. Yeah, and then 1997 is when uh, Final Fantasy I think it was shown at E3. Mm. Yeah, I think I saw that same tweet. Yeah, we're going to uh, yeah destroy Sony. <laughs> we will destroy you. I'm I must break you. Uh, my second before I get my second one. I want to tell Gage to check his Twitter DMs real quick. So I, I, I messaged him what it was for Spider-Man. Uh, okay. my, second, my second game is actually not a new release. It's a collection. 
It's the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. We talk a lot about on this podcast about um Oh god, no, why am I blinking on the name now? I had it earlier. Um, Not No. <laughs> we're talking about video game uh what Remastered? is it called like No, no. <laughs> uh Ooh. Uh, like what preservation preservation oh, okay. we talk a lot about preservation you know uh like in, how it's pretty bad in the industry for konami to come back um after i mean rightfully so a lot of criticism against them to come back with with a collection that is looking to be top-notch where it's going beyond just the games available on a platform where you just buy them and just select them it's like entire art books and music uh, involved like in the actual stuff and it's volume one they're planning to do more of this i think is pretty admirable uh and it's gonna like there's a lot of people i know even in the games industry that that i follow who are like i've never played a metal gear solid game before other than maybe like five or whatever and like here's the chance to go to go back and play like some of like the like the the best games ever made uh and i've never played two i've i've always oh. missed two so uh, this will be my first time playing and, and from what i'm told from people that, that i that i respect and, and we have similar interests they say like two would probably be my favorite so solid um, so, two or no, like metal gear two sorry solid two okay yeah yeah sons of liberty it's with solid uh, snake so, not with the other snake well i'm just kidding i don't oh god solid, yeah if you know anything <laughs> about mgs2 solid snake is is interesting in, in that i'll leave it at that can't i can't wait so that's that's you know that's all that's also in october the tuesday after spider-man 2 releases man oh Ooh. Lot of stuff. All right, Gage, what's your last one you got? My last one is something that's probably not coming out this year, but it's supposed to as of right now, so we're gonna go with it, and that is replaced, which is the ray traced sort of pixel cyberpunk blade runner type game that we've been seeing for a couple years now. It was supposed to come out uh I believe earlier this year or late last year, and then it got pushed just to twenty twenty three. So Still hoping that that game comes out because the vibes, like we, we talked a lot about vibes this episode, the vibes for this game have been like stellar since the get-go. And the game looks absolutely gorgeous. I love seeing this sort of mashup of a pixelated art style, but with like sort of new, like ray traced lighting. I think the game looks gorgeous, everything we've seen of it. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm still hyped for Replaced. I'm hoping that that one comes out this year. Mm. And you're probably hoping for Hades too as well, right? Yes, equally as fruitful, I'm sure. Uh, so Kirik put Starfield, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and the last one, which I agree with, Alan Wake 2. Very excited for this game. Uh, I'm a big Remedy fan. I think they've done a lot of good games. Uh, I don't, I don't think they've Next ever pain. bad ones. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how they weave together that story um, between the two main protagonists and Alan Wake 2 and just see if that that idea actually works out, like being able to switch on the fly to whoever's perspective you want. I think that's a really fascinating gameplay mechanic. And if it works in terms of the story, like I think that could be really, really special. And a lot of the early previews of this game has been really good and taking it to more of a survival horror root as well i love that as well uh so yeah i i'm all in for this and ready ready for more i i agree with you kirk 
Um, and then I think, Ro, you already gave your last one, but if you want to do, like, um, watch You gave two games? I, I gave two games, and one of them was Spider-Man that Gage uh, mentioned. I gave, I said, I said Cyberpunk, and I said Sonic for my yeah. two, and Spider-Man, technically. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I have, I, I, I could just say one. I have sure. a, a list, though. My next one would be uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I have on my list a bunch of games. I just want to mention my honorable mentions as well. Alan Wake 2, Starfield, Spider-Man 2, all great games. We love them. Cocoon is also an honorable mention for me. Mario Bros. Wonder is an honorable mention. Nine Souls, which is this 2D uh, Souls-like game that's supposed to be coming out in Q4 2023. And then I have so many games uh, just on my on my like wish list and my yeah. horizon, but I, I they have no date. Some of them are in 2024, so I won't say those. Instead, I'll pick a game that is supposed to be coming out this year. We don't know if it actually is or not. Um, actually, I'll I'll do one more on honorable mention: Stellar Blade. Uh, I, I need to know more about this. Um, not because the girl is hot, but because you know character action <laughs> games are, are cool and they're they're one of my favorite genres. Uh, my actual pick is another game that's supposed to come out this year. We don't know, uh, and that's Silk Song. I don't, I don't I don't need to talk about Hollow Knight Silk Song. Hollow Knight changed my life. It's one of the it's literally like I think peak Metroidvania. Um granted like you know sure Metroid's done it first, Castlevania did it first, but like um that team delivered one of like the best like level design games ever created. Uh the depth and complexity of it is insane. I saw I've been seeing clips on TikTok of of one area that I never saw before ever. I didn't know you could do that. Uh and it's like, well, uh, take your time with Silk Song. I'm I'll be disappointed if it's not this year for sure because I want to play it. But if it's not, I don't care. Like I will wait patiently for it. Oh yeah. Does anyone else have any honorable mentions? Skate got... story. Skates. Oh. oh. That's oh I really? think I know. That's like the monochromatic one. Yeah, where yeah. you're playing as a demon made of glass, and if you. <laughs> Well, you shatter. Bail, you shatter. Yeah, that one looked cool. Um, like Christian, I have a bunch of games on my Steam wish list as well. Some of them, uh, as as he said, without dates. The Plucky Squire apparently is supposed to be coming out this year, twenty twenty three. I don't know about that, but I hope so. Of course, Oxen Free Two. I have Cellar Blade on my list too. Goodbye Volcano High, and um, that's it. That's what I had on my honorable mentions. Oh yeah. I have a few as well. City Skylines too. I was very hopeful after that trailer and very yeah, good pick. Very excited. We we're gonna have to do that gauge. I don't know if that's yes. multiplayer or not, but we're, we're gonna. Have it's to not. Do. But what we should do, what we'll do is we'll both set up a Discord call on a day where we decide to be nothing but degenerates and just play. <laughs> Hell yeah! Just play City Skylines. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, also, I'm very hopeful for the Expanse Telltale series. I'm sure you are as well. Mm. Oh, you like the expanse, Dan? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off with that. And lastly, I'm not huge into the track racers. However, I'm very excited to see how pretty Forza Motorsport is. It's built from the ground up for Series S and X, whereas this is the first Forza built literally for next gen. So very interested to see how good that looks. Mm -hmm. Outside of that. That's it, gentlemen. 
My 2024 list is going to be insane. <laughs> nice. So you know. Yeah, it's uh, 2024 is fucking insane in general right now. And they're all indies. I'm sorry. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, Hogwarts on Switch, Kirik. You're going to play that on Switch? <laughs> Same, Kirik. Apparently, that's still coming. They didn't cancel that yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they've got no reason to, right? Look at the amount of money they made the first time around. <laughs> Although, I, I do wonder what the crossover is. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he says, heck no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Anyway, yeah, stuff. I already already played that game. I think <laughs> that's fair. I have a rog ally, and it runs like a dream. There, he says. There you are. There you have it. And thank you, thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage. I am Daniel. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. <laughs>